1: To the OC. See, si, Senor. Dimly lit room, deep in the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications Compound. And today, on Little Wednesday, we're under the tutelage of our general manager, the Ukrainian people. And as always, Vladimir Zelensky. Now, today is Wednesday, isn't it? It is. Yeah, sorry. another a day off. I've been kind of ill, so I spent a lot of time in bed. And you lose track of the
2: days when you do that. You ever do that? Uh, Yes. You're yes. I'm sorry sleep? to hear uh, you're feeling ill again.
1: Yeah. I don't know if it's COVID or not. I didn't take a test. I thought, oh, what's the point? If I find out it is COVID, would I change my life in any way from if, if it's not COVID? No, so I didn't take the time to... I mean, like the real test, where you got to drive somewhere and have them test you, not the kind you get from the grocery store, because those are worthless. Right, right.
2: I have a, uh, a golf buddy who's uh, past the age of 70, and he came down with the COVID the other day, testing positive, one of the serious tests, and he called his doctor, and his doctor said, yeah, stay home. Drink some liquids. Click. Yeah. And, you know, he's, he's, he's on in years in pretty good health. Or just exactly. pretty good. So that was my feeling exactly. Even yeah.
1: if it came back positive, my life would be no different than so. I wasn't going to make an appointment and drive over there and spit in a tube or whatever I got to do. All right, um, And, you know, as we saw last night, if you watch the State of the Union address, I did not. I read about it. Uh, the science came in just in time. Thank oh. God. Woo. The science came in just in time that uh, everybody could remove their masks there in the chamber. So everybody, including Democrats, got to go maskless. Now your kid might still be wearing a mask at school today, but those average age over seventy-five crowd in a little room packed together—they could go without masks. Not your kids, or no. At zero, the most in danger group from COVID by far—the elderly—could be maskless. There's no point in going on. I mean, we've made this, we've made this, we've gone with this angle a hundred times. There's just, there's no
2: uh, consistency around any of this, so. Well, uh, uh, apparently, Dr. Fauci, who represents science, got the new data just in time to rush to the House of Representatives and didn't have time to drop by the teachers' union headquarters. You can understand that. I mean, he only had moments to get there. So 80 year, olds, science. That's right. 80 year science—that's
1: right. Eighty-year-olds in a room together, no masks. Your little kids still wearing masks. Some places, I realize, some of you are saying, "What the hell are you talking about?" But uh, I, right. I,
2: I, I know plenty of schools where they're still wearing masks today. Well, in one notable school district, might rhyme with Ban Fran Flisco has announced that they don't even care that the state, the last state in the Union, California, said take the masks off the poor little kids. San Francisco schools have announced, no, we're going to keep masking all the little kids. I didn't see that. absolute insanity. We can tell you more about that. They are freaking out of their minds.
1: Did anybody demand an explanation out of them? Because I always want to hear, what's your reasoning?
2: I want to hear your reasoning. I want to keep everybody safe. (laughs) keep pushing keep pushing enrollments are dropping like crazy in all sorts of public school districts around the country almost exclusively those that have been idiotic in their mask mandates and good good i'm glad to see it
1: so in the story that 80 percent of americans say they're closely following russia is bombing the bejesus indiscriminately out of cities all across ukraine and the ugly ugly part has begun and I would assume it's only going to get uglier. Unfortunately, I think we're probably going to see a lot less of it as uh, journalists have less opportunity to hang around and, uh, and document it and people find it harder to get their YouTube videos out. And I'm afraid it will recede from uh, the consciousness of people who have been following this story when we're seeing less videos. But there, there's more death yesterday than there has been in the previous six.
2: Oh, yeah, I think it's beyond question that the next couple of days are going to be grim beyond belief and the, the plucky, brave, rah-rah days are behind us. I think at least in the early couple of days, there will be enough citizens with enough uh, cell phones getting the videos out that we'll, we'll get a pretty good measure of it, I would Man, guess, I watched for better or worse. I watched
1: a bunch of them uh, last night. It's It's absolutely amazing to be able to see moments after it happened in some cases... A bomb comes screaming out of the sky in a, you know, on a city street that looks like where you live, possibly. Um, And just obliterate, you know, some cars or a building or an apartment complex or a park or a preschool or whatever, because they're just firing willy nilly. Uh, Nice that they blew up one of the world's biggest Holocaust memorials as they're trying to denazify the country. Of course, it doesn't need to make sense. Nope. Um, Putin just wants to cause enough pain and death that the country gives in. Apparently, the plan is for that large convoy to encircle the capital, choke it off until people get hungry enough, thirsty enough, and dead enough that they are willing to submit
2: and he can install a new government. That's its current plan. Well, my professional entertainer's instinct has kicked in. Too freaking grim, you're saying to yourselves. I'm tempted to tune out. It's so (laughs) grim. Wait now. One of my favorite Kamala clips of all time. A new one. We'll have that for you. Awesome. And it's, it is definitely, it's being considered by the Executive Committee for the Kamala Hall of Fame. And my lips to God's ear, I think it stands an excellent chance. That's fantastic.
1: I saw a video a little bit ago of, uh, so a missile had hit this apartment building and blown up part of it, and then a missile went into another window, but the missile didn't go off. And uh, people had uh, a video of this giant missile. I mean, it looks like if you your kid was going to draw a missile missile. I mean, it just looks like a missile laying there in their kitchen. It just it went in through the window and landed there and stayed there and didn't explode. How, how weird would that be for your mind to try to wrap around? Wow. Wow, here's a Russian missile laying on my uh, kitchen floor. Didn't go off. I'd be dead if it had gone off, but it didn't go off,
2: so uh, I'll be darned. Two weeks ago, we were arguing over who should do the dishes, and now there's a missile in our kitchen.
1: You know... Getting back to the State of the Union address, which I didn't watch, I saw some of the milling around before, and I thought, I can't take this. All the people in their blue and yellow and everything like that, and smiling and laughing and slapping each other on the back because they're all in on the joke. I just thought, I can't take this crap. I can't, having followed the earnestness, the reality of life and death in Ukraine, I couldn't handle the phoniness of Washington, D.C., the freaking, freaking performative, none of them actually care phoniness. Yeah. yeah. Oh, fair, fair enough. Makes me sick. How many of those people actually care about their country more than their own uh, either um, importance, fame, or pocketbook? Yeah, I guess it's probably something like 20%. I'll give you 20%. That means 80% don't. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, fair enough. You know, God. I found myself, I actually did uh, watch a chunk of the speech, um, and, uh, and I'm reminded of the old uh, observation that the opposite of love isn't hate, it's indifference. I, it, it barely raised my pulse. I just thought, this is an exercise in nothing. This signifies nothing. It will affect nothing. It is a big nothing burger with a side of nothing fries. Just blech. I don't understand why well, it still exists. But it won't for much longer. It's like it's like the fact
1: that American Idol's still on the air. You don't know that, but it's still on the air. It yeah. was a big deal years
2: ago, but it's not anymore. Yeah the uh, the State of the Union felt a lot like the Winter Olympics. I was like, I'm watching this because I have a vague feeling I should, but I'm not sure why. I really am bothering. So, so anyway. let's let's start
1: the show officially. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this Wednesday, March second. Now. The year
2: 2022, new UN-22, we are Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. One important part of the international uh, order is FCC rules and regulations, and we will follow them strictly as we begin begin the show officially at Mark.
0: So Ukraine is a country in Europe. It exists next to another country called Russia.
1: Okay, So that's uh, just a little taste of the Kamala clip we're going to hear later this hour.
2: Just a delicious little taste, yes. Yes, Kamala Harris explaining the conflict in Ukraine. And you, you know, she, we, we should get to it as soon as possible.
1: And she always has that tone of, I'm really laying something big on you right here. So I did take in some of the criticism of the speech. So I didn't watch the speech, but I took in some of the... the what do they call it echo, chamber, echo chamber
2: as they say yeah
1: including some criticism from uh one of the lefties on msnbc who said i think this was an opportunity to teach people to teach people why ukraine matters to teach people why we're not going to be involved in no fly zone to teach people you know and i yeah that makes sense to me that that would be if it still has more eyeballs than your average daily speech which i suppose it does although mm-hmm. diminishing year by year um that might have been an opportunity to do something to explain to people why this is a big deal. Of course, if eighty percent of people are uh, very interested in this story, I have a feeling most people have already determined that for themselves.
2: Yeah, probably so. But uh, yeah, I, I, God, it was I hate just, politicians. It was nothing. I mean, I
1: hate them. I just hate them. I have no respect for them. So I remember Tim Sandifer, our lawyer friend, one time saying, "You know, he cares a lot about the country. He's a smart guy, but he wanted to put his energies into something he could stand, where he, you know he becomes a lawyer and fights for just causes, not getting into politics, which is just a cesspool, a cesspool of phoniness." Right. right. I guess you have to have a certain thick skin where you can just you can just accept. Well, this is what it is. It's what it's always been. It's what it'll always be. And I'm going to be one of the good guys, and I'm going to try to do a little good for my portion. But I don't have that. I just I couldn't be in a room. I can't even watch a room full of those people who are so freaking phony to the bone. And pleased with themselves. And happy with themselves. And wealthy. Yes. And very, very wealthy. Well, and getting wealthier. Yeah. God, that poor um, uh, ambassador... From Ukraine to the United States. I'm sure she was pleased that she got recognized and Ukraine was mentioned and people were cheering. But you know what she was thinking while she was grinding her teeth. Well then why don't you do more to help us? If you care so freaking much, why don't you do more why didn't you do more two weeks ago?
2: Sure. Sure. I'm not sure how much we can do, honestly, but uh we could have you know, done that's more a earlier. We
1: absolutely could have done more earlier. We knew it was coming. Everybody said it was coming, and they waited until after it started to get into the sanctions and the providing military help and all that sort of stuff. That's the way democracies work, famously, as Winston Churchill said. So we've got uh, mailbag on the way? Oh, Outstanding. Do you want I to jam in do you want to jam in Kamala before or when, when do you want to give us that I haven't heard it you're very excited about it
2: you know what I feel like the folks in these these difficult times they need something let's let's just come back with it out of the oh, commercial break oh the first thing to 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 molest your ears <laughs> will be the second in command of this great nation one Kamala Harris of Cal Unicordia.
0: stay with us Armstrong and Getty Armstrong
1: and Getty Show. And so we're going to hear the
2: Kamala Harris clip, I understand. Yes, I was shouting at Michael repeatedly, but his headphones were on. Clip 40, please. If you're watching any level of news, even social media, you're seeing everything
1: that's going on right now in the Ukraine. Break it down in layman's terms for people who don't understand what's going on and how can this directly affect the people of the United States?
0: So... Ukraine is a country in Europe. It exists next to another country called Russia. Russia is a bigger country. Russia is a powerful country. Russia decided to invade a smaller country called Ukraine. So basically that's wrong. Mm -hmm. And it goes against everything that we stand for. There are terms that we use. We say We respect the sovereignty, the territorial integrity of countries, right? Their independence.
2: Ukraine is a country in Europe, they exist next to another country called
1: Russia. So I don't know who that host was, but I think I would have jumped in and say, whoa, 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 wait a second. My listeners aren't five years old. (laughs) My listeners have heard of
2: Russia. Or not mentally challenged. You can take it up a couple of grades from where you started. (laughs) Yeah, let's go ahead and find a higher gear for this discussion, all right? I mean, if you have to explain, like, where Europe is and what a war is, this is going to take quite a while. What a country is. Let's go ahead and just skip ahead. Give me 41 again, Michael.
0: <laughs> so, Ukraine is a country in Europe. It exists next to another country called Russia.
2: <laughs> wow, way to respect your constituents. <laughs> Wow. Wow, that's beautiful. Here's your freedom, love, and quote of the day. There's actually more on that uh, interview that uh, we may or may not abuse you with. Stay with us. Uh, Freedom, love, and quote of the day. A couple from Vladimir Zelensky, president of Ukraine. Of course, famously, the fight is here. I need ammunition, not a ride. And glory to Ukraine, glory to the heroes. Mailbag.
1: That's uh, one of the great quotes in history. Uh will be interesting to see if he lives to see the
2: end of this week. though. Yeah, Dave from beautiful Lincoln, California, uh, sent those along. and said, I couldn't type this without welling up. I know what you mean, sir. Uh, zooming along. Oh, uh, Rachel wrote us a really nice note. Uh, just lost somebody very important to her. Uh, drug overdose. And uh, she says... A number of really nice things, and says thank you for spreading the word about the impacts of drug addiction, introducing us to the author of *The Least of Us*, Sam quinones That's uh, Armstrong and Getty Extra Large Podcast at armstrongandgetty.com dot uh, I happen to just read a long piece in, gosh, what was it, the L A Times magazine? I can't remember um, about uh, a, a drug dealer getting busted in Los Angeles, and the reason this uh, the drug dealer, high class drug dealer, lady who's had like. Five degrees, just brilliant gal, chemist and the rest of it, but decided to sell drugs to people. The reason she got busted is her customers keep popping up dead because virtually all the hard drugs that are being sold come from Mexican cartels, which incorporate fentanyl into the drugs. And if you're not incredibly precise, you overdose and you die. So if you're doing hard drugs right now, I'm begging you, do whatever it takes, whatever it takes to, uh, to stop, at least temporarily. Moving along. Uh, Mary in Idaho writes, I uh, really appreciate you both recapping last night's speech. Strangest thing. I'm a bit of an insomniac, but that guy's like human amb- ambient to me. I dozed off straight away, but I can't wait to hear that. He's fired everyone around him, starting with Jen Pesmerky. Uh, yeah, that's not <laughs> what he said. <laughs> Jen so per- the good news, guy guys, can... I'm, I'm rested and ready. Yeah, I did think that was pretty clever. Mm-hmm. Nicely pilly. Oh, we have so much great email and we're out of time. Well, we'll do more email when we come back. Michael is the oppressor. Stop gesturing at us. It's
1: your 10-second warnings. And the very latest from Ukraine, we can also hit you with that. Um, You know, it ain't good news.
0: Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show.
2: To our fellow ukrainian americans who forge a deep bond that connects our two nations we stand with you we stand with you putin may circle kiev with tanks but he'll never gain the hearts and souls of the iranian people he'll never he'll never extinguish their love of freedom Uh, And he will never, never weaken the resolve of the free world. uh, I Stand with what people? They're asking in Tehran. (laughs) The hearts and souls of the Iranian people. And even if he had said
1: Ukrainian, I just... I mean, that's a nice thing to say, but uh, those sorts of things have been said by lots of people who have been crushed. The hearts and souls of those people that you admire may be dead by the end of this week. Mm, Probably. Brett Stevens of the New York Times got an interesting piece about how Biden can't let Ukraine fall and all the other things that could be done, short of us getting involved militarily, um, because we haven't gone as far as you can go with sanctions, with some energy cutouts, partially because he doesn't want to put us in the uncomfortable position of, oh, that's right, we don't produce as much oil as we used to, and my party is not into producing oil, for instance.
2: Hmm, interesting. And I have a, a, some pretty detailed and very sober, very serious arguments for why we should not escalate a single inch further and why we've probably already gone too far for something of minor uh, interest to the people of the United States. Huh. Uh, I know some people are of that point of view. Um, it's an honestly held point of view in some quarters. Uh, some some of you who write emails are, are, are idiots, paranoid idiots, but, you know, <laughs> that's not illegal now, nor has it ever been. So... <laughs> Who am I to uh, criticize? So a little bonus mailbag, just because it'll lead to uh, other discussions on the uh, if topic. If it were of, illegal yes, to be an idiot,
1: I would have been arrested and released a number of times in my life. Well, right. And there are a
2: variety of different sorts of idiocy. I mean, for instance, I am uh, I need a minder to not leave things behind. Jackets, you know, a Powerade on the golf course. I left my wallet at the concession stand. I just, uh, that's pretty idiotic. Yeah. <laughs> You know what? Just leave with what you showed up with. Idiot. Right? So, you know, who among the The prisons would be full. Anyway, moving along. Yeah. <laughs> little, excuse me, bonus mailbag. Uh, according to Joe Biden in the so Too, buy American, buy American, accept oil and gas, then buy foreign. Okay, fair enough. Jack's previous point. Uh, Let's see. Here's Mikey Luke. Uh, He says if America doesn't ramp up domestic production of oil and stop buying oil from the Russians everything Biden said last night means absolutely nothing. I agree with that. There's a lot of truth there. Uh, Matt writes... There is no good argument for why we
1: aren't producing as much oil as possible. If we're going to use how much we use why wouldn't you want it to come from our country? It's a, a, a moronic...
2: Yes, yes.
1: To do that, it's it's purely some sort of weird, it makes people feel like we're not as,
2: we're more green than we are, or I don't even know what it means it, to some of you. It is a pathetic and childish attitude about, uh, about energy con- consumption. But, you know, if I were to answer your original question, why are we doing this, uh, Joe Biden would say, Well, because the uh, entire uh, unicorn-riding population demands it of me. So I do it, and they vote for me. There you go.
1: So it'd be like um, I'm committed to losing weight, and eating less donuts is important to me. But I'm going to continue to eat the same number of donuts. I'm just not going to take the cheap donuts over there. I'll buy the expensive donuts over there. (laughs) But I'm going to eat the same number of
2: donuts. Yes. Yeah. Or you'll certainly talk about eating fewer donuts, but in the to, future, sometime to, in the future, exactly. And to I plan mean, for the future when I
1: will eat fewer donuts, I'll start eating more expensive, harder to get donuts.
2: Well, and or uh, you'll you'll spend trillions of dollars developing some sort of gigantic bagel that's that's much better. It's a much it's a renewable eating source, <laughs> right? For now, though, those bagels are like half a mile across and have tripled the calories of a donut. But we will someday get to donut independence. Anyway, moving along. Uh, this is a quote that's been thrown around a fair amount, and I think it's a good one. Ukraine elected a fool and got a leader. We elected leaders and got fools. Hey, no. well, you see what they did there. Uh, I love you guys. Mike in San Jose writes, I love you guys, but... NATO and the EU and the USA have been threatening Russia's security for decades. The whole Putin bad, everybody else good is nonsense. Just saying. You know, Mike, I, I respectfully disagree with you. I appreciate a respectful note, and, and dissent is more than welcome around here. Um, I, I would just point out that, like, every country in Europe and North America disagrees with you. And and we, we put Putin in his place, by the way. Matt Taibbi, who was there at the time, has done some fabulous writing about that. The Western security masterminds put Putin in the job because he said all the right things. And they thought, wow, finally, not that fat, drunken boob Yeltsin, a guy we could deal with, this business-like Putin character. So that putin, history is so bombs
1: hospitals full of doctors nurses kids and sick adults intentionally intentionally the idea that you can do the whole moral relevancy thing and say there's lots of bad people there aren't people as bad as putin that have the capability that he has only one other on the planet she and he's shown no Uh, uh, indication yet anyway of invading other countries and bombing hospitals. If you think Putin is just one among many bad guys with the same capabilities, you're just flat wrong.
2: You're just flat wrong. Well, and the other aspect of it is it's incredibly important that we continue to follow the doctrine that you don't get to crush other countries and kill their people and take their homes away from them just because you're big and strong. That's an incredibly dangerous you know, road to go down. Well, this would be a perfect and, and, and time so to... And so, yes, Ukraine is corrupt. It's imperfect. There are oligarchs there, too, 100%. That doesn't mean you get to crush the populace and take their homes.
1: Is Ukraine bombing hospitals in other countries? Preschools? No. So quit acting like they're the same. You, you're, that's a moronic opinion. And I believe Tucker Carlson holds it. That's a moronic opinion. This is from Brett Stevens in the New York Times' his last paragraph on kind of what Joe was just talking about, on why we can't let Ukraine fall. These values have no cultural and geographic limit. If Putin can impose them in Ukraine, just as China has imposed them in Hong Kong, then we'll be thrust into a world in which, in the language of Thucydides, the strong do what they can and the weak suffer what they must. That has been the history of most of the world. The strong do what they can, the weak suffer what they must. Because there's not enough will or power to stop that from happening.
2: Right, right. Anyway, moving along, a couple more notes. This is actually a tweet from Ian Bremmer. Seven days of war and a new Cold War. Most of the news and longer-term analysis is horrifying, but there are three silver linings. Uh, One, the U.S., EU, and NATO are far more aligned than before the war. That's unquestionably true. Two, China is more neutral than when Putin visited Beijing. Um, I, and I'm sure if I if I pushed in on this, we would find common ground. But I think that is a momentary strategic feint by the Chinese in their way. They are utterly uh, dishonest and, and and duplicitous. And I don't you know, that sounds like a moral judgment. It's not. That is the way they conduct war. And I don't just mean kinetic war, but economic war, cultural war, uh, expansion versus contraction to mislead to fool to dupe to outmaneuver and outthink one's adversary is considered admirable in china so so yeah they're acting all neutral now to disarm the west so we think okay china's not as bad as we thought and then you know a week from now they'll be back to their old tricks don't be dumb anyway and uh and and i'm not accusing of being bremer being dumb i'm just he left that part out. And the third silver lining is Ukraine is winning the information war in a lot of really, really interesting ways. Putin thought he could unleash this enormous uh, propaganda uh, wave of uh, you know false flag operations and video, social media messaging, the rest of it, and has just gotten overwhelmed uh, by the support for. Uh, Vladimir Zelensky and the Ukrainian people generated not just from Ukraine, but all around the world. He has badly lost the information war. Yeah,
1: I was uh, pretty excited about um, the way this might affect China for the first several days. I think I've changed my mind on it just from... I, I'm starting to feel more pessimistic about how this is going to turn out, and I think China's takeaway might be: yeah, the the, the free world gets uh, pretty worked up about this sort of thing, really get into a lot of sanctions, a lot of speeches, a lot of really powerful speeches, but they aren't actually going to put their military, you know, money where their mouth is. So we can do what we need, and nobody's going to actually fight back
2: against us because we're a nuclear power.
1: You throw around a little, hey, you don't want a nuclear war, do you? And everybody backs down.
2: Right, and as we perhaps should, but more on that to come. Um, uh, meanwhile, Russia—I'm sorry—China is looking at a couple of their adversaries uh, spending all their time and energy hating on each other, which is absolutely to China's ah, advantage. Is that our hundred-year marathon continues? Good They're one. pretending to be friends with Russia, please, and Putin knows it. Um, but yeah, we're exchanging uh, a, a fire and economic sanctions and hate. And it all will eventually benefit the great Chinese hegemon, the great uh, Chinese world ruler, if you will, that uh, Xi Jinping imagines in the future. So, Have you been following the way the uh, Russian billionaires are moving their
1: yachts around the world right now? They're in a real uh, a hurry to try to get their yachts out of various ports where they're going to be seized or not have access them, to them anymore and trying to get them to countries
2: where they can put them, although there aren't many countries where they can put them. Wow, wow. If I have a gigantic, you know, ill gotten yacht, I'm I'm on the phone to Captain Oleg right now saying, Hey, there's like two places Khartoum. Do you know where Khartoum is? <laughs> Park it in Punyang. Yeah. <laughs> there are many
1: places left.
2: Yeah. How does Let's- this see? What's a loathsome country with a port? Hmm. There, there, there have got to be a bunch
1: of really unhappy people around Putin saying, "What are we doing here?" If you had, a, I saw the map yesterday of uh, um, uh, properties that Russian oligarchs own in New York City, and they have places like all around Central Park, like where all the super rich stuff is, you know, oh yeah, over there by the Four Seasons and everything. Um, and uh, so many of those, so they're not going to have access to those apartments anymore. And their tickets on Broadway and their private planes and all that. That's going to make a lot of those people really angry, I would think.
2: Uh, Indeed, yeah, absolutely. I'm scanning. I've got it somewhere. The former head of the FSB, I think... He's a, he's a big time Russian intelligence guy, very well known. I recognized his name. He came out publicly and said, this war is a terrible idea. I, it does not have my support. You know, whether that turns into a significant amount of, of chatter and, and, you know, if enough wind is blowing through the Kremlin to get Vlad's attention, who knows? But it exists at least. Um, Three
1: ways this war could turn out, according to Tom Friedman of the New York Times. Maybe we'll get to that a little bit later. The most likely way it turns out is not
2: that good, so maybe we'll push that off a bit. I've mostly found Friedman annoying lately. Is this good? Is he back to his old uh, decent writing about international relations? I found it
1: pretty compelling because I, like you, am annoyed by him highly. Uh, But (laughs) I thought it was pretty good. Uh, Among other things we can get into, I hope you can stay with us.
0: Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show.
1: The fascinating part of this conversation for me is this information war. Every morning I wake up, I turn on Ukrainian television, and I am met with a string of young Russian soldiers who are being humiliated on Ukrainian television. They're having this conversation. Do you know why you were here? No, I don't
2: know why you're here. Do you have a message for your mother? Yes. You know, I want my mom to know that I'm sorry, and I just want to get home.
1: That's what the evening TV hit is in Ukraine right now, watching Russian soldiers be humiliated on television.
2: Hmm. For as That's long an as, interesting idea for a show.
1: For as long as the uh, TV stations are on the air. They tried to blow up one of the towers yesterday and missed it and hit something else, but I don't know how long that will last. Anyway, the three ways this war could turn out, according to Tom Friedman in the New York Times, I thought was pretty interesting. Maybe we'll kick off hour two with that.
2: Also, I've, I've learned with certainty now, thanks to an email from an alert listener, that uh, if indeed I, after I die, I go to hell, and some of you have actually wow. suggested I go to hell, um, I, when I see the face of Satan, it will be the face of Adam Schiff. Uh, so uh, he's uh, one of the most shameless creatures running around on Earth today, bar none that to come. Uh, mentioned it earlier in the hour, but you here wonder, are, what are you- some... What? What do you put your likelihood of going to hell at? I, I
1: I have mine fairly low, and I've I've you know I've not lived a perfect life by far, but I really
2: don't think I'm headed for Hades. You uh you think it's like a coin flip or what? Well, it, it depends. I don't I don't know. I don't know what exactly what the percentages are. I've read the good book. I I, I, I have an idea, but I'm not certain. You know, I may have overlooked some paperwork along the way. I oh, right. Don't.
1: There was a form you were supposed to get in when you were exactly. 26. Exactly.
2: And I, I didn't. <laughs> I put it over there and forgot. Damn oh, it. boy. Yikes. Anyway, but I wanted to fill in some of the details on this story for you, especially, uh, especially for everybody who does not live in uh, California, particularly the blue parts of California. This is how nuts it is. For the first time in two years, and this is from the far-left San Francisco Chronicle, For the first time in two years, many students across California will get to walk into class without a mask, starting for some mother-blanking reason on March 12th. Right. Couldn't start but, that today, but anyway. But those at San Francisco public schools won't be among them. While vaccination rates are high and transmission rates are low in San Francisco, school officials said Monday that there will be no change to masking protocols. Quote, universal indoor masking will continue to be in effect at SFUSD as part of our layered approach to reduce the spread of COVID 19 in our schools, said District Deputy Superintendent Gentle Blythe. Our layered approach to reduce, to reduce the spread. The spread of the
1: COVID. That's right. You know, I was joking about this with, uh, I think, executive producer Hanson yesterday. So you got these businesses. We were talking about businesses, but the same thing applies to school. You got these businesses, and in some cases, you're talking about a distance of like 10 miles between the two towns. But you got one town where all the businesses have been open for a year, and another town where all the businesses have either been closed or they're only serving you outside at the curb or everybody has to wear a mask for a year. Doesn't the closed downtown look at the other town and think, you know what? I don't see like stacks of dead bodies or full hospitals or they don't seem to be paying any price for being open. How come that's not happening? How come schools that are wearing masks don't look at schools that aren't wearing
2: masks and, and don't think, wow, it doesn't seem like the kids are dying or going to the hospital. Or You anything. don't want to call the principal and say, hey, it looks like you guys are doing fine. Is that, is that right? Nope. You never do that. The most Exquisite beautifully simple illustration I've ever seen of how ideology trumps intelligence and how it it, it overcomes even the most basic ability to discern reality it twists reality but i don't want to i don't want to get off on the tangent too far because there's even more to come the decision they say stands in contrast to even the san francisco department of public health which announced late monday that it would follow the state's lead and will not require masks in school when the mandate lifts although they will be strongly recommended and said health officer dr susan phillip listen to this ass would you folks to me, this is all a positive. I know it's not coming fast enough for some people. And some people are worried it's coming too fast. Oh, jeez. Some people are worried taking the masks off small children, little kids who can't effectively wear a mask and never have wearing stupid, useless cloth masks. Taking that off is coming too fast. But wait, there's even more. We're going to have to continue balancing this. We have an equity lens and a whole child wellness lens, and it's a difficult balance. I want to grab the woman by her neck and give her a nice massage because I would never, never resort to violence. One more time. To all me, this is a positive. I know it's not coming fast enough for some people, and some people are worried it's coming too fast. We're going to have to continue balancing this. We have an equity lens and a whole child wellness lens, and it's a difficult balance. I wonder if she and I
1: could have a conversation where we agreed on anything at all, like the time of day or color of the sky. That Whether is some, putting your hand on a hot stove burner hurts or not. That's some weird that. talk. You're looking at taking the masks off through an equity lens.
2: What the hell does that mean? That is a person who has achieved fairly lofty heights in her yeah. career well educated the rest of it and she talks like an idiot she talks like a person who's utterly disconnected from reality how interesting is that yet her point of view is winning
1: the day for now if you there, miss yeah if you miss an hour of the show grab the podcast armstrongandgetty.com
0: armstrong and getty